Support for the Sportsville podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. To show your support, hit the share button to send this out on your favorite social media apps and subscribe on platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Additionally, if you want even more sports in your life and you want to show your support in more ways than one, check out the Amazon affiliate links in the show notes. There you'll find links to the most popular sports titles on almost every major platform. We're talking NBA 2K, Madden NFL, FIFA, and NHL on platforms like the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and even the Nintendo Switch. Using these links goes a long way in supporting the show. Now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to what is going to probably be, yeah, season two of the Sportsville Podcast. Our off-season was longer than any other off-season in actual sports, but you know what? Um, we're just getting back at it, and I mean, apart from maybe the the volume of the actual episodes in terms of the numbers that we release um, this season... Not too much is uh, different, um, and by that I mean the majority of the conversations we're going to have are going to be centered about the NBA, but we are definitely going to get into uh, a lot of NFL talk this season. Um, I have ideas for introducing like segments where we purposely go out of that NBA NFL zone and find one thing in one other sport uh, that interests us, and we both have to come up with one, and you know, just different stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's a new season. Um, we're going to, you're going to hear new things. Um, we're going to progress bit by bit and, you know, try to make this as enjoyable for everybody who's who's still around, who's still subscribed and all that. And we appreciate you. I'm excited. Yeah. As am I. And, uh, for those who still are subscribed, uh, we appreciate you. A quick question about that, uh, new idea that you just introduced that I'm only hearing about now as we're recording. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, does wrestling count as a sport? Ooh. Uh, that's the Twitter question. Does wrestling count as a sport? We're gonna. Uh, I'm not even gonna answer. We're gonna put a poll on either my Twitter or yours, and we're gonna ask. Uh, and actually, no, I'm gonna. I'll put that up on Twitter when this episode goes live. I'll set a reminder to like ask people right. and like you know get that engagement going. Like, right. it does wrestling count as a sport? And then you can also comment if you actually care to hear about you know wrestling. And we're talking, and we're not talking about mixed martial arts. That's obviously a sport. We're talking about like WWE, AEW, TNA, wrestling, uh, well, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, TNA. I mean, come well, on. Well, I mean, look, you said wrestling. You didn't specify. This anyway, is fair. That that's fair. That's fair. That is going to be for a different time. Okay. Today, this evening, uh, we're recording on uh, December fifth, Thursday night. Um, we just have a bunch of NBA talk to get to. Yeah. We have let things sort of progress and develop and we're we're in the thick of it now we are in a full nba swing um so obviously the place to start with would be the conversation about early leading mvp candidates mm-hmm. i feel like that's only obvious or fair to open up with um so i mean we have a list here and i i it's i think it's appropriate given the sort of the conversations other folks have been having yeah, um, that at the top of this list on our end is Luka Doncic. Well, I mean, 
I didn't exactly put compile the list in order. If I did, it would be configured a little differently. But Luca definitely is a standout. Um, for a second-year player to be producing like this, I haven't heard or seen anything like it since LeBron's second season in, yeah. in the league. Yeah. And, you know, he's 20 years old, and he makes me feel like I'm a failure at 21. So <laughs> just like like I'm not as athletically advanced as I should be. Or I mean, look. Like, I, I understand. He's he's different. He's just different, right? A lot, a lot of athletes such as him are and make people feel like that. Yeah. All right? So it's fine. It's fine. I'm okay. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> but, it, like, in any point, he has the Dallas Mavericks in a great position right now. They're holding on to a playoff spot. He's been leading the way, even though his uh, running mate, Chris Porzingis, hasn't quite been up to snuff so far in the season. Um, you got, you know, a supporting cast that really, like, when you think of it, isn't, like, the best to go around. Right. I mean, you just look at the Western Conference as a whole and, you know, like – Donovan Mitchell in Utah is a better supporting cast, even though they're not playing as well so far. You, uh, LeBron James, his supporting cast is playing great. Um, you know, Kawhi and Paul George, they have a great supporting cast with the Clippers. And you just look at Dallas and you're just like, it's not exactly – they don't exactly match up. So for Luka to do what he's doing and leading the Mavericks into doing what they're doing, it's uh, it's been really impressive. Yeah, I would agree. Um, th- like every time I turn around – I, there's a there's a Luka Doncic highlight, but it's it's always in the context of yo, this kid can like yeah. it, it's always it's always within the context of genuine astonishment or mm-hmm. like this kid's got it. Like you don't you don't expect it. Like, you look at him, you don't necessarily think you know like multiple time NBA All Star mm-hmm. in the making or multiple time MVP, yeah. but. The numbers he's putting up, the, his style of play, the fact that he's leading this team the way he is, yeah. it definitely gives you, uh, like, you can't help but leave with that impression is my point. Yeah, like, coming into the NBA, um, as he was about to get drafted, he was touted as, like, a prodigy, right? A yeah. basketball prodigy. Um, but, you know, he played in a different league uh, where it's not as hard as it is in the NBA. You know, there were a lot of questions uh, given – uh, like his size, the way that he looked, like his physique, basically, and uh, you know how he was going to transition into the NBA. But it's been practically seamless uh, since his arrival, and uh, yeah, like things have just been progressing well. It really makes you look back at the 2018 draft, though, and kind of just look at all the GMs. Like he didn't go first. That's uh, not great. He wasn't the first pick. He wasn't the second pick. He was the third pick and then got traded for the guy that was the fifth pick. But, yeah. You know. Like, it, it, it definitely comes off as an oversight. Um, I don't know if we could really blame anybody. And it's not like he got picked, like, last. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he yeah, got I picked mean, third. But I mean, the two guys that are picked in front of him, they're like, DeAndre Ayton's pretty good. Yeah. I don't watch Kings games or Suns games for that matter. But um, Marvin Bagley of the, of the Kings, I haven't – I haven't heard anything bad about him. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard, like, and you get it. Like, uh, the for the Suns, they went with the safer pick. DeAndre Aiden was great that year. And um, for the Kings, again, they had they had two guards already. So, yeah. Uh, at that point, De'Aaron Fox and uh, Buddy Heald, of course. Buddy Heald, who's having a great year as well. Um, so, yeah, you kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like, this kid could be MVP in his second year. 
yeah that there's not there's not a lot of players who you could say that about uh, in any era like no no no, no. there isn't a player you could say that about ever now that his chances of actually winning mvp compared to the other three guys that we're going to get to not very favorable but yeah he's up there and just the fact that he's up there is like that is a compliment and a that's a statement in and of itself when you talk about luka Doncic. Most second-year players have, like, the issue of trying to drag their team to being respectable. This guy is dra- dragging his team to, like, high playoff positioning and, you know, potentially a deep run in the playoffs. That Like, that really says something. Yeah. What is it? So, hang on. So, basic at, at this point, you expect players in their, like you said, second year. Give it the, the high school or college analogy. You expect them to have their sophomore slump. You, accept, you expect them to kind of... Uh, fall like it like kind of like readjust and like okay they came in hot it didn't amount to all that much and now mm-hmm. they're playing whatever whatever it is you expect them to sort of not necessarily regress but even if they maintain the same it's like that's yeah. considered a sophomore slump well yeah basically he like didn't to... he, he's not doing that he's yeah getting better yeah, it's basically like you expect like to still be a work in progress as he like gets to his prime years. Yeah, you know, like he he rises, he learned, he picks up a few things. Like he's still doing that, but he's still playing great in the process. So it's 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 kind of astounding. Like you look at guys like Trey Young, like the way he's leading his team. Like he's playing great. His team is garbage, right? So that's kind of that's kind of sort of where you expect like. Uh, even the best of rookies to be at this point in their careers. And so for Luka to be at the point where he is right now, it's it's something. Uh, mind you, still early in the season, long ways to go. There are teams in the West that started out slow. Things look to be improving. So we'll see. But thus far, you got to have Luka amongst the MVP conversation. Way too early MVP conversation. Yeah. I mean, look, I, 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 yeah, I'm always the first one to complain about how early uh, people in sports commentary and sports journalism and sports media, how early they love to get into that MVP debate. Um, we're having it because, you know what, it's, it's the first episode back. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's talk the talk. But um, also, like, you know, when, like when the NBA is not around, it's, it's just so boring, especially when you're not a, as big a fan of, of the other sports league around, like you're not into baseball or soccer or, or hockey or football or stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's it's a grind, man. After free agency, you just you just kind of like drag yourself throughout the rest of the summer and waiting for the new season to begin. So yeah. it's just so once we get there, we we want everything. Yeah. We want it. We All want that MVP was. talk. We want rookie of the year talk. We want most improved player talk. We want NBA champion talk. It's like case in point, like how everyone feels about the Lakers already. Mm-hmm. Well, not everyone, but like a significant some of people within the NBA community, like how they already feeling about the Lakers this far this season. We're going to get to that a little later, but this is, these are, this is what I mean. Yeah. It's like, and, it, and you know, in fairness, th- these are the type of conversations that people tend to have going into the holiday season. And then again, you know, going into all-star break, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's fairly commonplace for these things to happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, it's fun no matter how, how you slice it. So just kind of continuing in that same vein, the other folks we have on this list, in, just, in addition, excuse me, to Luka Doncic, um, is obviously LeBron James, yeah. uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and James Harden. Uh, 
Um, that's a pretty stacked list. Um, you yeah. have Giannis, the reigning MVP, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is. He's the reigning MVP. LeBron, who's, I mean, come on. He's the LeBron. perpetual MVP candidate. Yeah, the guy who has a legitimate case to have won it every year for the past 12, 13 maybe years. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, James Harden, who, it, it like... This kind of captures the whole thing. He's almost he's averaging borderline forty points. So <laughs> there, there's a well, he's bordering on forty points. Yeah, there, there's plenty to sort of dive into when you look at each of the their teams um, and the situation that they're in, in terms of like when their contracts are up and who they play around and all these different things and dynamics that exist between the players and. Uh, other teams and history like there's a lot to sort of dive into but let's see if we could maybe isolate the their play you already Mm -hmm. mentioned james harden how he's almost averaging 40 points a game if he's not already there yep how (laughs) like well i mean it you know how like back in kobe's prime we kind of used to like call it like make this joke about the kobe system give kobe the ball and get the hell out the way yeah it's the Harden system. Now. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that that's basically what it is. Even Russ gets out the way. He's just like, it, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, mean like, it seems to be working in terms for Harden's uh, numbers anyway. I, I mean, don't, like, more often than not, he generates points whether it's actually scoring or getting a drawing a foul and getting to the line. So yeah. If it works, it works. Now, the thing is, people. And this will ha- this will come up again once we get closer to actual voting time and the end of the season, mm-hmm. and regular season, I should say. Um, but people start saying how most valuable player, and they start putting a lot of caveats, or they put a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, qualifiers. Right. They put a lot of qual- qualifiers. Okay. So what does it mean to be the most valuable player? So is it valuable to the team? Is it valuable to the league? Is it that you've generated the most wins because of your play? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they'll get well, into yeah. all that. So, sort of pre- preemptively getting into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I, sh- I could probably should go ahead and look at uh, the Rockets' record there. But, I mean, you could probably speak to this better than I can. Yeah. What, I, what, what has his play done for the team at the very least? Well, I mean, he's been uh, – well, obviously, their main source of offensive production. Um, and, yeah, beyond that, it's just – like I mean, it, it kind of alleviates the pressure on everyone else to produce because you know he's gonna bring it. He's gonna bring that type of effort every night. He might not be the most efficient performer mm-hmm. on a given night, but he's bound to give you at least another qualifier. Points. Yeah, efficiency. Well, yeah, that's become a real big thing because NBA stats has grown and it's uh, become a bit of a monster. Well, yeah, yeah, and uh, fairly so. I mean, like they 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 do stand for something positive. Yeah. Like they're like they're not the end of be all. Like it, it can be a useful. These can be useful metrics, especially for like yeah. the front office and all that. Yeah. Um. But but um, the reason I kind of wanted to get into that sort of early on is because despite the fact that he's probably averaging most points out of every other player. Oh yeah. Um. The Rockets are fifth. In the West? In the West. Behind... It, is, it is the West, but they're yeah. behind the Lakers, the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Lakers obviously have LeBron um, and AD. Clippers have uh, Kawhi and uh, Paul George, who we should pro- we may you know get into that a little bit because they haven't played all that much together. I know they are playing more together now, but mm-hmm. 
they're second. Yeah. Which we should talk about that team and get they're them. Moving, they're moving on their own accord quietly. Yeah. Um, and then third place is the Nuggets, which almost comes as a surprise to me, but not that much of a surprise. Yeah. And then the the Mavericks, who obviously have Luka Doncic. Oh, okay. wow. All right. I didn't even know they were fourth. Yeah. The the Mavericks uh, have a record uh, fifteen and six. Right. Rockets are thirteen and seven. All right. And they're playing the um, Raptors as we speak. Okay. You think we'd be watching that, but no. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, who rounds out the West top eight? Um, so it's Rockets at five. Oh hell, uh, Jazz at six, okay. Timberwolves at seven, and Suns at eight. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Damn, what's up with the Trailblazers? Well, we was we kind of hot on them too. Like actually, if I'm but, yeah, being honest, I mean, again, really slow start to the season. Some injuries kind of yeah. hampered them. I mean, Zach Collins is out. Yusuf Nurkic is out. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like beyond that, it's hard to get a depth off the bench because some of the guys they picked up in the offseason they haven't performed as they hoped so yeah. they're, just, they're just trying to like get it get it all together I, I i think the players will get back into it yeah That's there's good. there's also the fact that i mean some of these teams literally just broke 20 games uh in yeah. terms of like well the games that they've played yeah you know what i mean some some teams are a little bit over but it's still it's it's a decent sample size. Yeah, we've hit one of the checkpoints. Yeah, it's a decent sample size in a se- in a season of eighty two games, but it's not big enough because, like, no, nah, I I for, personally I would I would say it's not it's not a big enough sample. Let's maybe get well, ten yeah. more in there and then we can start extrapolating. Yeah, like, or rather, once we get to the next checkpoint, when they hit like halfway through the season, like forty one games. Yeah, that's that's when we're like, all right. We got a better idea of what this team is. But, yeah. You know, even at that point, it's not over because I remember a couple of years ago, and a bit of a tangent here, uh, Miami started 11 and 30, right? They were like the worst team in the East at, the, at that point. And I think there were talks about, you know, just completely blowing the team up. They finished the second half of the season 41 and 41, which means they went 30 and 11 the rest of the way. So you really just never know. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, agreed. Missed the playoffs via tiebreaker, so which is kind of messed up, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting back to the MVP conversation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Harden in particular, like I, I was curious because well, you you have seen that before, where you know there's one player on the team who's mm-hmm. like phenomenal and great, and yeah. the team. I mean, we have plenty of examples of that. We have Allen Iverson in particular. It mm-hmm. comes to mind, but, I mean, there's plenty others. Right. Um, Kobe in 06 yeah. and 07. You have Russ in 2017. Uh, there's probably one before that where it was just one guy. Just, like, he stood out above the rest. Some occasions that guy won the MVP. Other times he didn't. I mean, typically the MVP kind of boils down to it's not about your value to the league. All right? Whoever says that is just, no. That's not Yeah, I, I never actually agree with that. Right. Mm, yeah. It's like, you know, LeBron's been the most marketable player in the league since he was like, since, since like 2005. How can he not be the league's MVP? It was like pretty easily his team's not playing that great, but that's just an example. Yeah. Well, not, not, not this year, of course, but uh, just an example for like past arguments made. Um, yeah. It really boils down to like the argument between like the guy who's clearly producing the most out of any star player for his, for his team, even though the team's record isn't all that great like russell westbrook in 2017 when he won his mvp award he yep. averaged a triple double he had 40 he broke the record he had 41 of them it was the first time anyone did it in like 60 years 
but his team was sixth. They didn't even win 50 games. They lost in the first round, but he, he still deserved it, right? Yeah. As opposed to, you know, a guy who's just having a great season on the, like, one of, if not the best team in the league throughout the regular season, like Giannis last year, right? He put up great numbers, led the team in, I think, every statistical category again. And, well, the Bucks had the best record in the NBA. Oh, there you go. So, there you go. Yeah. So, so it kind of, it's usually boils down to that. Yeah, and that that's why I, I went out of my way just now, just to really look at where they stand. And that's why I went on that tangent about sample size and all that. But just yeah. to see where they are now, since we're having these too early conversations about MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I th- If this was it, then I think this would be the reason why James Harden would not win MVP. Well, yeah. Because his team... They, like they don't have a losing record, but they're fifth. But they're fifth. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. I mean that was kind of the case last year. The Rockets finished in fourth, but James Harden averaged like thirty six a game. Uh, he was he was putting up monster numbers, especially down the stretch in the regular season. But you know Giannis had did what he did, and his team was the best in the league. And so like it was kind of like a divided front. For everybody, like you were either Harden or you were Giannis, and it was kind of the same explanation: best player on the best team, or just best statistical output by an individual throughout the season. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fair. I mean, like I think it was the same debate with uh, Kobe in '06 versus Nash, Steve Nash. Yeah, right. When uh, when he won, I think it was the second MVP that Steve Nash won. It was like best player on the best team or best statistical output. So. It's kind of looking like it might stack up again, like that again, and it might be Harden versus Giannis. But you know, you got Luca and Bron in there to kind of put their little challenge in. Yeah, yeah. With Luca, it's almost kind of the same story as Harden, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it it's a little bit different. Be- well, first off, Luca, his team is ahead of Harden, so I, that's an yeah. argument in favor of him. But it's still fourth, and yeah, you know, like again, small sample size. It's still early. Yada yada yada. But I don't know, man. Like, it's just it's 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 different because Luca doesn't have the same caliber of talent that Harden has mm-hmm. on his team. Well, that, so uh, like, I would say that's debatable. Yeah, like I, I don't want to be down on on the Mavericks too on, too hard because it's not like they don't have a good team. I mean, they're fourth in the West. You know what but, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're in the top half of the, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want to be down on them. I don't want to like make it seem like super, like oh, like it's not even comparable or no, no, no. But like, mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a layman. I could not name you their starting five. Who Dallas is? Yeah. I mean that's fair, but like you look at Houston, it's like okay, you got Russ, Harden, Capella, Gordon. Uh. Mm. <laughs> It's kind of like, but like that's like two better than I, I mean, could P- do for P- the Mavericks. I mean, PJ Tucker too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, shout out to that man. Yeah. But it's like you know their their bench is like full of guys. They literally pick up off off the street. All yeah. due respect to the bench. But Isn't like Trevor Ariza on that team, or was he? Say what? Trevor Ariza on the Rockets? Yeah. Uh, as, or like well, he was on the 2018 team that won like 65 games yeah, 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 to yeah. the finals. But yeah, since then he he left. Oh, okay, okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm thinking about a previous season. Anyway, but yeah, uh, no, like they're, 
Uh, they're starting small forward, I think, is Daniel House. Uh, they have Ben McLemore, who's still in the league somehow. Jesus. Uh, Austin Rivers, another standout on the team just by name, recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, sometimes they run guys like Gary Clark and Isaiah Herrenstein, and I'm just like, who? Yeah. And that's with all due respect to those guys. I mean, clearly, if you're able to be in the NBA, you're a good basketball player, but it's like, who are these people? Yeah. Uh, Tyson Chandler at 37. Jesus. Comes off the bench for the, for them. Uh, who are these Tom Brady type people? I think they. St- I think Nene is still on the team, and he's thirty seven. I think. Like, so. there's one person in the league who's allowed to be in the league this late, and that's Vince Carter. Everybody else, what are you doing? Well, I mean, you know, LeBron. All right, yeah, LeBron too, but like, all right, Melo exceptions. Jamal Crawford. All right, damn it, you made your point. All right, I get it. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, but. You know, that's just to say, like, you know, Rockets, they got they got players, but, I mean, not that many. Mm-hmm. And with Dallas, like, you, like I can rip off some names. Like, it's noticeable names. Like, they're, they, they might not be the most productive or the most universally well-known. Like, if you're just a casual NBA fan, you right. probably just don't – like, you don't know. Right. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Luka, Porzingis, uh, Marjanovic, uh, DeLon Wright, Seth Curry, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, like they have, they have a bunch of serviceable players. Yeah, um, Courtney Lee. So yeah, yeah, it goes on, but you know it's Dallas. They yeah, don't really and again, I I don't want to disparage them or like you know say like oh my god this team is trash. Luke well, yeah. is carrying everybody on the on his back yeah. or whatever it is. The point you were making is that like you no no one else on that team really stands out for you, aside that's, from like maybe Porzingis. You know what I mean? Like th- that that's that's what it comes down to for me is that like at 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 this point. Luca's not carrying the team, but you can make the argument that he has thus far. No one else has really been stepping up to thank the point you. where, like, like that, you know what I mean. Like if you if you wanted to make the argument, you could, yeah. and it wouldn't be that hard. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like at that like end result production, all credit would go to uh, Doncic, yeah. and and it, it's it's really it's really hard to put this in the word like. It's almost because he, it's almost because he has to, yeah. but it's it's more like he's the guy that gets them over the edge. Yeah, with the Rockets, for me anyway, it just seems like James Harden doesn't have to. He just can't. He just yeah. He can, therefore he does. Right. That's the best form of this argument that I could mm-hmm. ever make. If I continue right. to speak, I'm going to make myself sound like more of a dumbass. So, <laughs> well, no, no, you definitely make a point in that regard. Uh, I, like again, I was t- I was talking to you earlier about how like on first take today that like, they were talking about Kevin Durant or James Harden and Stephen A was going in about James Harden, he doesn't care about y'all. He just just give me the ball and get out the way. I'll score. Yep. I'll get us. I'll get us some points. It doesn't matter how. So yeah, like you can you can enter that into the same conversation between Harden and Luca in this regard because like you know, Luca, he does what he does, but it seems like. He does it because it's what's best for the team. Yeah, Harden does what he does, and like, yeah, you can say it's it's what's best for the Rockets, but like, he doesn't need forty a game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like it's very rare that you need to score forty points on a nightly basis for your team to succeed. If that's the case, then well, you you probably need to get off the team. Yeah, like, let's let's keep it a buck. But um, and th- this kind of segues uh, perfectly into like talking about how like this is a like this is what people will be considering as a downside to James Harden. This is what 
everybody has always said and praised LeBron James for is mm-hmm. that as opposed to James Harden's philosophy of giving the ball get the hell out the way, yeah, the, the new Kobe, you know what I mean? Yeah. There, LeBron actively gets everybody involved, at least he has historically. Yeah. And he's always elevated the team he's been on. And people have said that for years. And they've always been right. Some people didn't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. I definitely know I didn't want to admit it when he was going against my Celtics. But the reality is that's oh, what yeah. he did. Yeah. And and the like it just it seems like it's it's possible that the same thing is happening in LA. I don't watch enough Los Angeles Lakers games to know. Well, right. But I would assume that given his history, that's essentially what's happening here. Well, I mean, again, I haven't been able to like watch as many games because you know it's cool. Yeah. But uh, for me, I think he's like he's been doing his best job to like run the offense through Anthony Davis, and as the point guard, he gets well. I mean, he's LeBron. He was going to do this regardless, but you know, he's he's done a really great job in doing in doing that. Um, but he's also you know been very productive on both ends of the floor, which he hasn't been to the highest level of his capabilities in past seasons. And, uh, yeah, he's just doing his regular thing, passing out to open shooters, uh, getting other guys involved, making sure he still gets his, and just, you know, uh, keeping everybody engaged in doing that. With a guy, an offensive player like James Harden, it's kind of just like just making sure we get the points. It, like, you know, I'll do it myself. Yeah. If you want it done right, do it yourself. LeBron's kind of guy is like, no, nah, we in this together. Let's let's do this. But there's nothing particularly wrong with either way if it, if it works for your team. Yeah. And I, ironically, Luka is making that argument better than James Harden is, in my in my opinion. Like that's debatable, but yeah. <laughs> again, I'm I'm a little, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. No, like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, again, like these are why we have these conversations. Right? Yeah. It's like you know, you and me, we're just we're just regular people. We're not these people who like spend all their time on Twitter just posting stats and be like, "See, this guy's better." But yeah, I could not be one of those people. I just couldn't. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna break from uh, this sort of conversation because mostly because I don't have a segue to get to Giannis without saying MVP Giannis, but mm-hmm. uh, Giannis. <laughs> yeah, like he's been the MVP so far. Yeah, in my opinion, like, he's just. Like I think he's averaging damn near triple a thirty point triple double himself. So, but that and like the Bucks have won thirteen straight games. Like everyone was talking about how the, how great the Lakers have been, and they do deserve their their credit, right? Mm-hmm. You can talk about the schedule. You can talk about everything there is. They won the games. Yeah, they won the games. They did what they had to do, right? Because if they had lost some of the games that they probably should have, we would get on them. Like see, but they lost to some weak teams. So that's reason to be concerned. They haven't. They've won, and they've won through and through. They're they they're three games off of being undefeated. So, and they've won their last ten games. All right. So they've won ten straight. So yes, give them their credit. They're being led by a really, really, really great duo of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Giannis, with all due respect to Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton and. Matthews, whose first name I forgot. Sorry about that. Uh, Wesley Matthews, thank you. That was killing me. Uh, <laughs> and and the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks. But Giannis is, by and large, far and away the, better, the best player on this team. And he's playing like he's going to repeat MVP this year. Mm. Right? He doesn't have a superstar with him. He didn't have it last year. And the team got conceivably worse after losing Malcolm Brogdon. 
and it's almost and it's looking like they haven't missed a beat, right? They they have I think the same record as the Lakers. They're three games off of being undefeated. They deserve a lot of credit, but Giannis especially, mm-hmm. right? So that's why thus far league MVP in my opinion, back to back. Well, damn. So they uh, just to sort of cap it off because there's not really much to say after that mm-hmm. but to see if we could like cap off uh this sort of mvp conversation and then move on because we've already spent the last 30 minutes on it um if i were to pick an order it would be Giannis as mvp mm-hmm. it would be damn close between luca and james or lebron um for second place and mm-hmm. then james harden fourth uh, I I kind of copped out there just now about the because I for, it's kind of hard to pick and and, oh, yeah. and again I haven't seen enough uh, Lakers games to see but I for me it just like it's safe to assume that LeBron is balling oh yeah um but and Luca is he he just seems so impressive because it's like you don't expect it he's a newer face in the league mm-hmm. and this that and a third yeah so but. To say that, like, I can say Giannis is my first place pick, right? Because of all the reasons you just described, and that and that's easy to do, and it's mm-hmm. become easy to not give LeBron the pick. Well, yeah, but like, and it's not that he hasn't deserved it. Like, there are some years he didn't win it, where I feel like, okay, he probably should have got this time. Like yeah. 2015, most especially, that was the year he came back to Cleveland. Cleveland won like 53 games. They didn't. They didn't. He didn't get it. Steph got it. It was like. I mean, most people argue James Harden should have got it that year, and he probably should have, but meh. Just saying, like, you know, LeBron, like, for a guy who's been as great as he is, arguably the greatest of all time, he only has four MVPs, and the last one he won was in 2013. So, kind of weird. Yeah, just a little bit. But, anyway, my my, my, my point is, is Should that have been unanimous. But whatever. Yeah. Like, we this is a, a symptom of us taking, uh, admittedly, Taking the greatness of LeBron James for granted a little bit, yeah, because it, for anybody to be this good for this long mm-hmm. is damn impressive. It is, but it is you. You almost become not numb to it, but you're just like, okay, yeah, well, LeBron's great. Yeah, he's great every year. So what's what's new? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, Luca I mean, is new, and that's why. Yeah. And well, Giannis is less new, but still as impressive. Yeah, and so that's why he's like the number one, and then all the reasons you described about the team he's on and all that. Yeah, so that's why if somebody told me that their list was Giannis, Luca, Hard, uh, LeBron, and then James Harden, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, for me personally, uh, I gotta have it at Giannis first. I'm gonna put Harden in second, Luca third, and LeBron in fourth. But a very close fourth. The only reason why because the three guys I have ahead of him don't have Anthony Davis as mm. a teammate. And Anthony Davis, who right now is probably the leading candidate for Defensive Player of the Year, and in his own right could be an MVP candidate. So, yeah. Right. And, you know, speaking of other guys who can enter the MVP uh, conversation, if the Jazz get back into it, Donovan Mitchell can enter the conversation. He'd, he wouldn't have a great chance of winning it, but I think he could be in there. Um, I'm going to say this. It's going to sound kind of weird. Kemba Walker. <laughs> My because guy. Because the Celtics keep winning. 
Yeah, they, they, I mean, they're second right now. Yeah. Um, and they've lost like three games, I think it was, or something like that. No, they probably lost more than that, but still. And while much like the Miami Heat, you can say it's more about just them being a great team rather than one guy standing out, but it's yep. just like, hey, man, look, if they keep at this pace, they, they, they win – about 60 games like he's he's not gonna win but like just enter the conversation just for a little bit you know yeah. uh and on that note jimmy butler the heat so yeah just a couple other guys who i think could possibly potentially enter the conversation yeah um i mean if we make a list of 10 then yeah yeah but people like to get right to it like you were saying earlier like when we first started this uh conversation like it just it just so happens to be the case that we kind of like we want to like rush through it. Yeah. We were 20 and some change games into the season. And yeah. it, it's entirely too damn early to be talking about MVP. Mm-hmm. But we're doing it anyway. So yeah. let's just do it. Yeah. Last one, I'd be remiss if I, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people would come for me if I didn't say this, given where we live, Pascal Siakam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. Talk about standouts. Like, yeah. 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 This, this guy is, uh, I mean, look, yes, he. you, you can make an argument uh, for him being MVP. You would probably lose that argument to most people, but, yeah. but you can make the case. Mm-hmm. There is an award that he probably would have an easier time winning. Um, most people could probably guess what that is, but we'll we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on. Um, for the time being, uh, just I kind of wanted to j- jump off because we had we we talked about team construction a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what well, we did that with the Lakers, we did that with uh, the Rockets, the Mavericks. So kind of just continuing in that same vein. Um, so it, th- this section um, on this list here is uh, titled "Standouts," right? Um, and the construction of the team and the chemistry and all that is uh, part of why we're like, you know, we want to sort of talk about these teams in particular. Um, so look, we start, we talked about the Lakers a little bit. We can spend a little bit more time on them. Like, what is it about them that makes them stand out to you? Like the Lakers? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, personally, it's just like, I didn't expect them to get off to this greatest start. Mm. I, I didn't expect them to be that's like before the season. I thought they would finish like fifth. Like they were my finals pick. Don't get me wrong. But you know, I thought, you know, it's, it's the West it, plus, you know, with LeBron, it takes a while to like gel with him. And, uh, you know, he's coming back from an injury. Anthony Davis is coming off a year where he dealt with injury. And yet, new team, a bunch of new players. I thought it was going to take a while. It hasn't. Nope. They've been great. They've been great. Um, and, like, the whole conversation about who's right now the best team in the league, most people will say Lakers or Clippers, and they'd be justified either way because Lakers are tied for the best record. Clippers have just the best, like, 1 through 15 best team in the league right as it like if you just on paper they have the best team in the league yeah so right it makes sense but um the only thing that concerns me about the lakers is is just like you know lebron coming off a year where he had dealt with injury if he can like you know maintain this level of effort and you know consistent play and these heavy minutes now it's lebron so typically you should have no problem putting your faith in that but you know just coming off of last year it's okay to have some concern yeah uh, same with Anthony Davis. He's dealt with injuries himself. Like uh, most recently, I think it was uh, like about a week ago, he was dealing with a shoulder injury that was nagging him throughout the week. Now, clearly it hasn't interfered with his play because he's still been phenomenal as he usually is. But, you know, you have these concerns because without LeBron and AD leading the charge, 
you don't really have faith in Danny Green and Quinn Cook and <laughs> John Rondo and Contavious Caldwell Pope, who's getting paid $8 million for some reason, and, and JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, who's been great off the bench for them, by the way, but and Jared Dudley, mm-hmm. who was best known for the mini beef he had with Ben Simmons in last year's playoffs. That was a thing. Just, you know, it's it's just... It, it maybe Demarcus Cousins comes back. Side note, I'm I'm so glad that that didn't last. That whole quote unquote beef because I, oh my god, I, man, like that was. I feel like he was doing it just to just to like you know rev up the young guys in Brooklyn, <sighs> not really because he doesn't like Ben Simmons. Like that was he's a veteran. That was like, he knows better. Than yeah, that. but on. that was patently ridiculous. Anyway, continue. <laughs> god but yeah, almighty. just like the supporting cast in L.A. It's 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 respectable. Provided that the two stars lead the way, if those guys have an off night, you don't have so much faith that they're gonna like be able to like their defensive efforts been great, but yeah. you know, you you just don't know, right? Mm-hmm. We're twenty 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 one games in for most teams, and we have to expect that this play will happen in April, but it's December, so we just don't know. I'm hopeful that's the case because I picked this team to make the finals, and I would love to be right, even if I wouldn't love seeing LeBron in another finals. But it is what it is, really. Like I, at the end of the day, we want the best teams. So, my, I put my faith in the Lakers. So if they can keep this up, fantastic. I'm right. If they can't, well, that sucks. Yeah. But yeah, the Lakers they they, they just need AD and LeBron to be great. And since they usually are, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. If they get hurt, then we're in trouble. Yeah. Now, the the supporting cast hasn't been bad. They like, haven't. Like, you mentioned, like, two names in particular, like Rajon Rondo, Dwight mm-hmm. Howard. Like, these are not names that you think are, like, going to do it for you in the clutch. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, oh, yeah. you, you hear them, you're like, okay, but, like, you, young as they are, because relatively speaking, they're, they're old, but, like, Big picture, it's still like young, ish. How old is Rondo's? Like I think thirty three. Okay, and Dwight is I think thirty one. In normal people's lives, oh, when okay, did yeah. thirty three and thirty one become old? No, I'm just saying like in NBA in the NBA. In, that's why I said old. relatively. Okay, they're okay, fair enough. You know, they're enough, old, but given like life in general, these guys are not old. So when I say that, when I say like. You don't think they're gonna do it for you? That's not to say like they're like, you know what I mean? Like they're uh, an injury or a bump away from walking on crutches, and you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but like, anyway. Matter of fact, I, I, I was I want to tell but like Rondo's shooting forty eight percent from three this year. Yeah. My 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 point. Forty eight. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, Russ, my, Russell my Westbrook needs to here was that is that. You you feel like their window of greatness is like their better years are behind them mm-hmm. in terms of their production in the NBA. Yeah, but given that, and now now you're seeing Rajon like Rajon always like he's got a good basketball IQ. He knows he like he knows how to play the game. Right. Dwight Howard is not a name I thought I would be. I would I thought I'd be having a conversation about the season. It's not a name I thought I would bring up. And yet, right. here he is. So, like, I will give some credit to the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Your point is still 
valid and right and shouldn't be questioned. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I do want to give the bench credit because when they signed all these guys, I was just like, because, like, DeMarcus Cousins off of another pair of injuries. Yeah. ACL tear, and I think he uh, tore his his quad in the playoffs last year, then he tore his ACL before the season started. They re-signed Contavious Caldwell-Pope. It's like, okay. And, you know, he's not. He spent a portion of last season in jail. Like, Jesus. You know, you, you, you're not like, okay, JaVale McGee, Shaqton legend, <laughs> Quinn Cook, just to get him off the Warriors, I assume. <laughs> like, well, that was that was like the perception at first. He's, he's actually a really good shooter, but, yeah. you know. Petty malice. Just, <laughs> you know, you, like, Dwight Howard, you know, the notorious team killer mm-hmm. that is Dwight Howard. You're just like. Yeah, you you just don't expect these names to be associated with first in the West. Yeah, Jared Dudley. There you go. Like I just brought up the Ben Simmons beef. You're just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You don't you don't listen to that collection of names and think that this team mm-hmm. is going to lead you to the promised land. Yeah, even with LeBron and AD leading the way, but sure lo, enough, lo and got, behold, yeah, they got the lead and it doesn't look like they're ready to give it up. Hmm. Now. They they listened to everyone talk about all oh, they had a weak schedule. Well, they just beat the crap out of the Jazz and Nuggets in consecutive road games. So yeah, exactly. They're listening. Yeah, and they're and they're delivering. They they yeah. They, so, credit power to them. Power there you go. Them. I still don't think that without AD and LeBron, mm-hmm. they're gonna be doing all that. Yeah, both of them. By the way, if one gets hurt, then this is a completely different conversation. Yeah, but as as it is right now with everybody healthy to my knowledge and you know power to them they they mm-hmm. ball in yeah um and then other no, other teams that are yeah. balling oddly enough we didn't bring up kyle kuzma yeah i was wondering i'm like, like no no no. he's still on the team he didn't he didn't get traded he didn't yeah <laughs> i was wondering, like wait why why haven't we bought him up like yeah. is he just quiet i don't know yeah i mean he's had a relatively quiet start to the season he was coming oh. off an injury that's why you didn't see him at the start of the year yeah or, you know, know. It is i know there was a reason we didn't bring him up but i'm like no he's still on the team mm-hmm. this entire time I was, anyway um, now here's a team that we need to talk about as a standout for the complete opposite reason. Oh, yes. Another storied franchise in a major market mm-hmm. comparable to the Lakers, not necessarily in terms of history of success, but definitely in terms of yep. value and name recognition and all that. Yep. The vein of the state of New York when it's supposed to be the pride. Jesus. The New York Knicks. I'm going <laughs> to... Like, most people know about this, but for people who don't know it, like, we're Jersey boys, right? Born and raised, for, kind of. Like, there's there's always going to be a little bit of affinity and fondness for New York as, like, our former neighbor and... Well, still technically our neighbor because we're in Montreal. We could just drive down and we're there. But right, like, damn it, it's it's just like they they just they're just not doing it. Well, here's where they first went wrong. Um, they they apparently because of everything that happened after that one loss to I think it was Boston, right? They like their president Steve Mills and the GM uh, Scott Perry. They had this press conference where they like basically said that we were expecting this team to be good this year. And from that moment, the moment that word was out, I was like, oh, so 
you both need to be fired. Because you're delusional if you think this team was going to be. Like, I thought at best they can compete for the eighth seed. Not because I thought they were going to be that good, but because it's the East. Yeah. Like, Orlando's the eighth seed. Like, and they have the worst offense in the league, statistically. Oof. Oh, man. Oh, that that doesn't feel good to hear. Mind you, they're 10 and 11. They're actually not. They're really good defensively. Yeah. I'm assuming if they're the worst offense in the league and they have a respectable record. But, by and large, the worst offensive team in the league is eighth in the East. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking at this Knicks team, and I'm just like, they have a lot of really solid trade pieces. Like, you can trade Marcus Morris, yeah. his contract. Like, he can be a, a, a big help to a team looking to compete for uh, – compete come playoff time. You know, like, Portland could use a power forward to replace while Zach Collins is out. I mean, they signed Melo, but, you know. They yeah. could have used someone like that. Julius Randle, he's a really good serviceable young player. You could keep him to help with, uh, as you continue to rebuild or trade him for more draft assets and stuff like that. Taj Gibson, another one of them. Reggie Bullock's a good shooter. Wayne Ellington's a good shooter. Just a lot of pieces. But they apparently compiled this team. Like, after they failed to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they just brought all these guys together and thinking that, well, they were going to be competitive for the next two years, and then they can go out and try to sign Giannis in 2021. By the way, he's not coming either. So, it was just, unless Masai comes, then you, maybe you have a chance, because they're apparently trying to get Masai Ujiri. Yeah. Which... I mean, eh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Dolan's yeah. rich. So, like, given that, like, you can probably pay this man 20 a year, 20 million a year. So if you give a GM that much money, it's hard for him to say no. But I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the Knicks are doing. No one does. I don't think they know anymore. I don't. It's hard to tell if they ever knew. Yeah. I mean, look, they had a plan, and they, they put all their chips in on the plan, sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and make Knicks basketball great once more. Yeah, that was going to get Zion, too. They, yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I mean, I, th- I everyone. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, they, 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 this is typical New York of, like, well, yeah, every, every, yeah, but, like, New that, York, that, they think very highly of themselves. They're going to get this, that, and a third, and they're going to be great again, just like that. Uh, it's not how it works. Yeah, the, the, the funny thing about that is, like, I think like it's a sensitive subject to talk about the fact they didn't get Zion because I, I'm pretty sure everyone, quite literally everyone, every NBA city, every NBA fan, all the people of New York, most of the people in sports media, everybody, Zion himself wanted him to go to the Knicks. And then it got announced they got the third pick. And we was everyone was just like, what? Mm-hmm. What? We waited all year for this. This very moment. The culmination of the years of pain that Knicks fans have had to... that The fact that we have had to deal with the pain of watching the New York Knicks be this bad for this long. Now, mind you, they were actually pretty good a couple, not that long ago, 2013. But the point is, mm-hmm. they have been horrible for, 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 for far too... For the majority of the last several years, since like 73, which was their last championship. Zion. Right there for the taking. Third pick. No, <laughs> just it, ah, that that hurt. I I I saw that happen, man. That that like that, that hurt me, and I'm a Nets fan. Yeah, right. That didn't like, feel good. I I saw them not get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I got the, my team got them, and I still felt bad for the Knicks. Like our cousin Justin, he's a he's an avid Knicks fan. He's just like, yeah, they were never coming. Yeah. They were never coming. Nope. He just—that's what he told himself. But like all year, that's all we heard. KD, Kyrie, New York Knicks. It's gonna happen. 
And then it just didn't. Nope. They went to New York, just not, not that to team. the Knicks. So, I mean, look, at this point, I don't... They're too... The Knicks are too profitable to sell, which is why you got to stop just yelling, sell the team, Dolan. But just... You could at least hire a new GM and head coach for... Just for David Fisdale's sake, please fire him. For his sake. Because the team is not good. It uh, it was never really going to be that good. Like, even if he brought all this talent together and made it as best as he could, mm-hmm. it was never going to be that good. So, j- j- just for his sake. Because the longer you keep him on, just the, the more you soil his coaching, his coaching uh, profile. Yeah. So, yeah. Just let him go. Uh, let Perry and... Mills go just bring in some new guys. Um, actually, trade some of those players because you actually do have really serviceable players on the team. Bobby Portis is another guy I didn't mention, but you have a young core. I don't know. I don't understand why you didn't just keep rebuilding. But it is what it is. And uh, Alfred Payton, another guy they signed, just like they they signed a lot of dudes, but it just all culminated into a bunch of meh. Yeah, like they're the they have the worst record in the East. So yeah, that was gonna be my question. Actually, it's like, if, well, they have so many pieces. Why the hell can't they can't put the pieces they have together in a puzzle that makes sense? Uh, like, mm-hmm. well, it's, we had Marcus Morris before. Like he was he was doing good. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Celtics was a struggle last year, but there were definitely moments where he shined. And mm-hmm. what did they got? R.J. Barrett and you mentioned Julius Randle. Like they got yeah. they got good players. What the hell? Well, I mean, it takes well. First, it takes a while for all that talented shell with one another. Yeah, also, like a lot of them play the same position, like Taj Gibson and Bobby Portis and Marcus Morris and Julius Randle are all power forwards. Oh God! And then you play some of those guys at center. You play some of those guys at small forward. Some of which have no business playing small forward or center. Yeah, but you have to because, in some cases. Because you don't know where else to put them, you don't know how to separate the minutes. That this is kind of the problem when you bring too many guys to play the same position. Same with the point guard spot. Apparently, R.J. Barrett plays better when he's at the point guard position. But you have Frank Nilakina, you have Dennis Smith Jr., you have Elfrey Payton. Jeez. Shooting guard, you have Damian Dotson. You have Reggie Bullock. You have, uh, well, Frank Nilakina if you if you want to play him a shooting guard. You have what's that boy's name? Alonzo Trier. You have I mean, it's a, a bunch of guys yeah. that play the same position. Like the list largely, goes on. So. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think the one small forward on the team is Kevin Knox. Jeez. But at least it's one. He yeah. doesn't start. They start Marcus Morris as small forward. He can play small forward, but it's, that's not his natural position. Yeah. Not in this NBA. Anyway. It's, it's just there's too much of there's there's too much in some spots and not enough in other spots. And then, like, there's too many players in general. Yeah. Like, when you separate up the minutes, you – you know, you, you can't give, like, 10 minutes to everybody. You're trying to win. But David Fisdale is not smart, not smart to figure this out. I don't think Phil Jackson's smart enough to figure this out. Like, that's, Yeah, that's what it comes down to, unfortunately. Like, like, the Knicks are a mess. But we knew that. We were just hoping that, like, at least there's some type of resolution to all of this. But no. I mean, R.J. Barrett's been good. If that's any consolation. The guy you actually picked in the draft. Looks good. You're going to have a high draft pick next year again. And it's going to be another pretty deep class. But it's guard heavy and you have a bunch of cards already. So, Dang. 
I mean, none of their point guards have been that great outside of R.J. Barrett. So, I mean, LaMelo Ball. Damn. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, you know, Anthony I think we got to get off the Knicks because that, that, everything you just said made me depressed. Like, that's just. They're, they're a depressing story, man. You don't, like, you don't want to see this team be bad anymore. Like, you just don't. Like, now I'm tired. It used to be It's funny. not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, it used to be funny before. Now it's just. Uh. It's, it's, it's just sad. All right, wait. That, and that's kind of why I want to talk about. It. It's like I'm, I'm not laughing anymore. It's not funny. Uh. <laughs> like I used to laugh at all those like Stephen A. Smith rants whenever he went off. Like they, they literally in their catalog, they have a compilation. They put a compilation video of, of Nick's rants. Stephen A. Smith, like this man's pain makes you money. Like this is unfair. I gotta move on, man. Like, we, we, yeah, let's let's like, let, let's do I that. I got just, nothing else. Just like, the Knicks are garbage. What else? I'm praying for this team. That's how bad <laughs> it is, bro. Moving on. Okay, you know what? You know what'll cheer me up? I the got Celtics. It. Yes. Let's talk about my Celtics. Right. That almost cheered me up immediately. That was not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Side this note. team was not supposed to be this good. No. Side note. Before we get into it, we have to remember to always bring water. Are you thirsty? No, my throat's just really dry. Yeah, me too. All right. Matter of fact, you know what? All right, here's what, here's what's going to happen. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about my, my, my Boston Celtics. Yes, this is, we need something uplifting. Yeah, and then, and then we're going to wrap, and then there's going to be a part two to this season opener because uh, we've already gone for almost an hour. But stay tuned because Celtics Hawk is coming up. All right, so we're back. Um, we're hydrated, and yep. now we get to talk about the Boston Celtics. Yep. Um, like I said, this team was not supposed to be this good. Like they, they were weren't going to be a bad team. Let the Celtics fanboy tell you that, but well, right, they weren't going to be a bad team. But mm-hmm. there's obvious reasons why they shouldn't be the second seed in the East right now. Yeah. First and foremost, they lost Kyrie. Right. Now, yes, they did sign Kemba Walker who is a great player, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but everybody who's ever seen Kyrie Irving play know that that boy can ball. Yeah. And when you, like, do your countdown of the top point guards in the league, he's... Up there. Up there. He's easily in a conversation for the number one spot. People Mm -hmm. will debate that. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. He's an argument for number two. Who's number one? Steph. Well, obviously. That's what I was going to say. I'm saying you can make the argument. People uh, you, would you, say. You really can't. <laughs> people can and have made the argument. I'm not saying that they're right. I'm just saying, go with me on this one. All right. All right fine, top fine, 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 fine. point guard. One of the top point guards in the league. Easily. Okay. Yes. And Kemba's not far down the list. Don't get me wrong. Right. He's not one. He's not one. Or two. Or two. <laughs> All the respect to my man Kemba, who you called me out for only being a fan of because he's on the Celtics now. Uh, duh, I'm a Celtics fan. Anyway. I'm just saying. like, Call me out all you want. That's fine. I Listen, I respected the man's game, but he was the enemy before. Now he's not the enemy. I mean, was he an enemy? He was in Charlotte for I, crying out right. like, He wasn't really Fair enough. enemy. Fair <laughs> enough. The point is Kemba was, is not Kyrie. Now, so there's a, and it, it doesn't sound right to say this because Kemba is a great player. Mm-hmm. So, so as to say, it's it was a, it's a downgrade for the Celtics 
ugh, it, it, like I just feel nasty saying it. Well, yeah, but I, my here's the thing: I don't like how people constantly compare Kyrie to Kemba even before Kemba signed with the Celtics, and now that that whole conversation is going to perpetuate because he went to the Celtics as soon as Kyrie left the Celtics. Yeah, so. There's that, but like if people say, like Kemba is like a lesser but nicer version of Kyrie Irving, like Kyrie Light in a yeah. way. And I was like, he's Kemba Walker. We leave him alone, <laughs> mind you. We did the same thing with uh, Isaiah Thomas. Well, we, yeah. we tried. We tried to make the argument that those two were the exact same player, Kyrie and uh, Isaiah. Well, yeah. We bought the hype. I mean, he got hurt. Yeah, I know he got hurt. And never, and, and never like complete. Re- Completely recovered. Like yeah. he's in a position where he he can do that now, but no team's looking for a five nine point guard. Yeah, especially not one to start. They're with their teams. The only reason why Washington gave him the spot is because John Wall's injured. Yeah, right. That's and even so, so far it's like the team isn't constructed the way that that Boston team was in 2017. So he can only be so impactful. Also, he's not the number one option. Yeah, Bradley Beal is. So who signed himself to purgatory? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, it's is it. That's his prerogative. Like he like he likes playing in Washington. He likes DC. So yeah, no, I mean, let's like like you said, to each their own. Anyway, yeah. we're talking about the Celtics now because yes. I need to be cheered up after that next talk. Um, yeah, but so they lost Kyrie. Yes, they, they gained Kem- Kemba, but they also lost Al Horford. But they also lost Al Horford. Yes, they signed Enos Cantor. But like the the like the people they replaced were replaced by. People not as great. Yeah. Like, on the scale of greatness, these guys are, like, let's say they're, like, okay, we have great and greater. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's leave it there, because I don't like, to, to, like, mm, this comparison thing yeah. is, it's easier to do with Enos Cantor and Al Horford. It's less yeah. easy to do with Kemba Walker. Because, like, through and through, Al Horford just flat out in almost every metric. In, a, like, in every way, better than Enos Cantor. Like, you can't even say that Enos Cantor was a replacement for Al Horford, because, Al Horford's a defensive presence, you know, like spread the floor, somewhat like lead, run the offense for a little bit if you really needed him to. He's just he's just an all-around presence. Yeah, for your team, versatile. Enes Cantor's a really good offensive component off the bench. Oh, well, there you go. Because he doesn't even start for the Celtics. Yeah, and now we Daniel, got Daniel Thice. Daniel Thice, yeah. So I mean, like I would contend Robert Williams should, but whatever. Yeah. I, I personally look forward to seeing Robert Williams get more minutes. But, like, so the the team has no true center. Now, mind you, there aren't any, there aren't that many pure centers left. But in a league yeah. where you have an, an AD, mm-hmm. um, you have uh, DeMarcus Cousins when he's healthy. You right. have um, Lord knows when that's going to be again. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid. Joe, like who's a like a the who's a rival, yeah, the direct rival to us. Uh, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, whether he wants to admit it or not. Yeah, like when 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 you have a league of that, you can't just continuously stick Marcus Smart to these guys and mm-hmm. then let him do his thing. It's been working for them. It shouldn't be working for them, but it is. I can't see that working mm-hmm. into the playoffs. For extended period of time, but mm-hmm. that's where it is. Yeah. Um, with the Celtics, really, for me, it's just um, they've been – no, they've just been playing more like a team. 
I think almost in a way getting like less talented players like uh, compared to Kyrie and Horford and uh, Kemba and Inez Cantor, it was actually good for the team because like the thing with Kyrie, he demanded the ball more and it kind of took away from guys like Jalen Brown, from Jason Tatum, from Marcus Smart even, and um, Gordon Hayward to a degree, even though last year he wasn't anywhere near the player that he was, that he has been thus far this year before he got injured again. Um, so yeah, I think that um, like one thing we certainly didn't account for when we were previewing the season and the, the Celtics season was how good Kemba Walker would be for the chemistry. It's like we knew he'd be a better locker room presence, but we didn't know just how much better of a locker room presence he would be compared to the guys that left. You know, um, you know, in general, like it was just the guys from last year's team, they just didn't mesh well after what happened the season prior. You know, the young guys and Al Horford, they led the, they led the way and got to the conference finals, got to game seven of the conference finals. And, you know, you know, it's the, you know, we've already went through the story. They came in the next year, all the other guys came back, and it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same energy. Guys butted heads. Uh, they wanted the ball more. Terry wanted the ball more. Jalen Brown wanted the ball more. Uh, Gordon Hayward needed the ball more to get himself back in groove, and he never really did. Uh, Al Horford tried to make do with what he was given. Marcus Morris could never really get find his groove um, to the degree that he did before. And, uh, yeah, no, it just it, it didn't work out. So with Kemba, he's just um, – I mean, with Kyrie, it was uh, – it was really, like, the biggest detriment to the team because, like, he commanded the ball so much but didn't really – he didn't really, in, like, involve everyone else in the offense to, like, of it. And that was his decision, too, because he's a he's a very good playmaker, a very good facilitator when he wants to be. I still remember games where he put a, he had like 18 assists once. So, like, he definitely can facilitate. He just chooses not to because he's talented enough to score on his own. And so he chooses to do so. And that's that's fine. That's his prerogative. It's, it, it's whatever, right? If it works, it works. But for that Celtics team, they needed a guy who was willing to, like, share the ball with everybody else. And that's what Kemba Walker's been for the team. Um and he's been he's still been able to get like get buckets as Kyrie would, but you know, he's more team oriented. Like he, if he has a night where he shoots, where he shoots like uh, eleven for twenty, or you know, ele- like eleven for twenty five or something like that. Like, you know, he'll he'll be like, all right, that's my bad. I'll I'll I'll, I'll pass more. You know, I'll I'll defer to the other guys on the team as opposed to Kyrie, who once had like shot thirty shots, missed. 20 of like missed almost 20 of them and then said I should have shot more you know so like the thing with is just that Kemba's more of a team player as opposed to Kyrie Irving and uh it showed this year really and I mean in Brooklyn Brooklyn wins more with when Kyrie doesn't play so I think Kyrie needs to learn how to be more of a team player and Kemba's already that and I feel like you know that like being that as he is it's kind of helped everybody else become more like involved with the ball movement on offense and you know everyone's gelling together they want to play for one another and it's kind of making everyone better the team as a whole better yeah. as they as they move forward and that's key into their success as, as far as the season because even having lost the players that they did Boston's still really talented yeah really deep with talent with I mean between Tatum Brown um smart smart Hayward, Hayward. Cantor, Thais, Williams, and Williams. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, 
I'm I'm glad that like okay, so like there was a whole there was a hot minute and it's still being discussed now where Jalen Brown got his money and everybody mm-hmm. was like they, they they had to pause be like, all right, wait, yeah. what wait, hang on, wait. Well <laughs> what's like, what's the strategy here? See, like it's a bit of a struggle because Danny Ainge is really locking this team up. He gave Kemba a max contract, Gordon Hayward's in the middle of a max contract, he just gave Jalen Brown a max contract, Jason Tatum's up for a contract next year. So it's like so are we gonna be paying like four different guys of thirty million dollars each? Probably. That's that's a lot of money. So you got to be sure that this team can win a championship. Because if not, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, they, they're gonna have to pay Jason Tatum. There's, yeah. There's there's no way around it. Like he's yeah. He's he's just been good. Like there have been nights where he wasn't great, but other nights he has been. Like he's the guy everybody great. loves. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they're gonna have to pay him. Yeah, and they they still have to find a way to get all due respect to Daniel Tyson, uh, Inez Cantor. They still got to find a legitimate, consistent starting center. Yeah, and I don't know if Robert Williams is going to develop into that guy, given his size. Mm, I, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to bulk up. Like it's just, it's, I don't want I don't want it to be that to the sacrifice of it at, or to the detriment of his athleticism. Right, that boy can get up if he wants to. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, see, but like that. This is this is where the the concern drops in. It will a like Jalen Brown's contract is kind of like um, if you're gonna pay him that much, how much are you paying Tatum? Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, it's the whole thing is like you have that bit of a hole at center, right? And there's guys, there's rumors to be interested in with like Carl Anthony Towns, but you know, obviously he's committed to Minnesota for the time being. They're interested in uh, Stephen Adams, who Oklahoma City is actually open to moving. I'm assuming, but it's like. Who are you giving up? Who? Because Gordon Hayward is like, yeah, that'd be the most sensible trade, but he's he has such a really good relationship with the coach, and he's good in the locker room, and he's been such a positive force this season thus far before yeah. before his injury. And if he comes back and he's played like he did last year, he's untradeable. So, so like, that kind of makes him un- untradeable already. Yeah. Because, like, he already has, like, a bit of a grip, like, such a presence in the Celtics locker room, you're clearly not trading Kemba. You just gave Jalen Brown that big contract. I'm, I'm pretty sure you didn't mean to give him all that money just to trade him for a guy that's not as good as him. Yeah. Good good as Steven Adams is. And then Jason Tatum, again, everyone loves Jason Tatum. So you're clearly going to pay him, and you're not going to trade him for Steven Adams. Oh, there you go. So Steven Adams makes $25 million. What are you going to do? You're not trading Marcus Smart either. So... What? Yeah, no, they're not. Yeah. Like, like, it, Mark, like seeing Marcus Smart on another team at this point will it will be like, for me anyway. What it would what, what it was like seeing Tony Parker in a Charlotte jersey. Let's let's not discuss that. <laughs> we, we 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 don't need to remin- We don't need to revise that. I or forgot Dwayne Wade in anything but uh, Miami Heat. Miami Heat jersey. From my it, look in my mind, he 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 was he just took off basketball for a couple of years. And then, and then mysteriously came back to the Heat. But the point is, you have, like, five guys who would typically be trade pieces if you're trying to get a guy to fill that spot at the center. You're not willing to trade any of them, presumably. I'm really trying to think, like... Like, maybe if you can get Mo Bamba from the Magic 
because he's not playing well for them, but he ha- he still has a really high ceiling. He yeah. Just, he's not going to overtake Vucevic in Orlando. Yeah. And you, you need a center like like Bamba. He was he was getting p- compared to Rudy Gobert coming out of his draft class. So you want to take a chance on him? Maybe give up one of your picks, uh, move move one of the Williamses. Yeah. Or something like that. Maybe Orlando will bite, but like you don't know. You're definitely not getting one of these high salary, you know, like established bigs because yeah. you're not going to give up any of your core pieces. So this is my main questions, but overall, like Boston's, Boston's been really good. Yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like them sticking Marcus Smart on all the big guys and having that work mm-hmm. that defies logic. Like they still have a. It's not as stark as it was before, mm-hmm. but they do have a minute uh, minute distribution issue less so Do because they? like not mind you um like i said it's, it's less so but there are six six guys where you could easily put in a starting position uh six or seven i'm, I'm trying to hang on mm-hmm. kemba hayward that uh, Kemba Hayward, Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, right? How many is that? That's four. four. Marcus Smart, five. Uh, hang on. There's another one. Eunice Cantor, Daniel Thice, Robert Williams the third. Okay, so Grant Williams. Hold on, back up, back up, back up, back up. Okay, so look, just keep it keep it at those five. Okay. Somewhere in between there, you have to distribute the minutes. Like who? Like how? You know? Like how do you decide who who starts between who plays the same position? Jesus. Well, uh, I mean, technically, both Tatum and Hayward are small forwards, but it, and and Brown is typically a small forward, but he plays. He starts a shooting guard. Uh, None of those guys can play center, which is where like the, they're just kind of a log jam because Smart can play both shooting guard and point can play both guard positions. Yeah, Kemba's a point guard. Jalen Brown can play shooting guard or small forward. Tatum and Hayward are both small forwards, um, though I think they can both play power forward if you really need them to. But like you can't have all five of those guys on the court at the same time. Right. That- well, you can't have that happen and be successful defensively. Yeah. So like my my. My, I guess my point is, there's still room for the problems that they had last year to creep up in terms of like people, you know, being unhappy with the how many minutes they're getting or well, how many they're not. But like, I, I get it. Like, we had three point guards, four point guards last year. We got that down to like two. I well, I it. mean, you know, you still have Brad Wanamaker and Carson Edwards. There's that. But, I mean, look, ain't nobody looking for Brad Wanamaker to, like, start the damn game. Like, unless we absolutely This is, this is true. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm only, All I'm due only respect season. to my man, Brad Wanamaker. Mm-hmm. But, like, anyway, I, like, I don't know why, like, we're going in this direction in particular. The reality is, is that there are reasons. My, my point in all this is that there are reasons why it shouldn't be working the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. But it is. And I am very happy about that. Very well. I'm sure you are. Like, um, to see them play, be happy for one another, and to, like, play mm-hmm. together 
and celebrate the victories together and all that other stuff that we're seeing from yeah. them. It's, it's just it's just a good feeling to be to be a Celtics fan right now. Even yeah. if you go big picture and you think to yourself like, all right, but like, there's a reason we lost our first game this season. It's because right. of the monstrosity that is Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. That and you know they're they were learning to play with each other. Yeah, you know it's like a, the Lakers lost to the Clippers on opening night. They got yeah. they got thrashed. Yeah, on opening night. But it's like since then the Lakers have gelled together and they barely lost since. Yeah. So same, you can say the same for the Celtics. They've barely lost since. Yeah, but that that center thing is going to come back to haunt us because our two biggest competitors right now, or our two biggest issues in the East, mm-hmm. are the 76ers with Joel Embiid and the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, if you can neutralize everyone else aside from those guys, you got a bit of a shot. We do have a bit of a shot. Mm, I, I, well, mind you, it'd be it'd be easier if you can neutralize everybody. But. Yeah. Like I'm glad that they're developing Semi Ojale into a defensive uh, type player. Mm-hmm. What's his face is a uh, Giannis. What's his face? Giannis Antetokounmpo is a big boy. I don't care how big Semi Ojale get, he's gonna get mowed over. Well, yeah. So to be fair, the next person to figure out how to stop Giannis will be the first. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're not off track. I'm happy, man. I'm, I, I'm sure you I'm, are. I'm, I'm, sure I'm saying are. all these things to acknowledge the fact that like reality will set in. Mm-hmm. But for the time being, we're second in the East, and I couldn't be happier about it. Yep. To make you even happier, let's talk. Let, let, let me quickly, quickly, just before we close this thing out, can we talk about the 76ers? Sure. All right. I don't like them. I don't. I don't think this team fits at all. This segment will be called Donald's Hot Take of the Week. No, it's it's really not a hot take. To I, be I honest. know. They're I know. Be, I know. That's the weird part. Like they they don't fit. Like there's a there's a there's a realm where this team gets it together and they 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 really should be the favorites to win the East going in. Like look at the roster, like okay, Embiid at center, Horford at the four, he can play the four. Uh Tobias Harris at the three. That's his natural position. Um Josh Richardson at the two and Ben Simmons at the one. It's like, yeah. Really talented guys at every position on the floor and you're starting five. That should be great. They don't fit at all. Why? Well, it kind of starts with Ben's uh, Ben Simmons' inability to space the floor. Okay. Because, you know, everyone's kind of just like, well, he can't shoot, and he straight up refuses to sometimes. He's working on the opting to do so, even though he knows he's not very good at it. It's it's a work in progress there, but it's like there's that. You know, there's some people who say, like, he shouldn't play point guard at all. Mm-hmm. And then others who are just like, he's probably just not that good. And, I mean, the former is probably more likely than the latter. That's the thing. I would be in the former camp. Well, yeah, most people would be, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, And then, I mean, Tobias, he's got off to a really slow start. And Josh Richardson, he he picks his spots. I mean, you know, the the first option is going to be Joel and then followed by Tobias Harris. And then you got to imagine Ben Simmons is going to be a third option, even if he is limited offensively. So that kind of just leaves uh, Horford and – Richardson to kind of just pick up the scraps. Like, I would argue Horford should come off the bench just because, uh, good as he is, he's not as good a floor spacer as, like, say, someone like Mike Scott, maybe. And then, you know, just too many, practically too many bigs on the floor, Mm -hmm. in a way, in a weird way, because, you know, Ben Simmons is a point guard, but that boy big. Yeah. And then Al Horford and then Embiid, and just like, 
you got I wish it worked with uh, Markel Fultz. Because he would have been, like, yeah. And but then, for their timeline, he just didn't fit anymore. It yeah. was the point. Like, after they traded for Jimmy Butler, I was like, okay, yeah, they're going to trade Markel Fultz. Yeah. Because, well, they're going to get rid of Markel Fultz because he doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But he's playing well in Orlando, so. Yeah, thank God. Good for him. Good on him. He's actually starting for that team. So. Yeah, good. It's great. I'm happy for that kid. So am I. Because that, that story was really odd. And yeah. then it got to a point where it was kind of depressing. Yeah. It was so. just, ugh. Because, like, you saw that one free throw. It was just like, what was that? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, happy he turned things around. He's playing better. Um, the fact that he's playing in a small market actually helped with that. But back to the 76ers. They need to move somebody. And I don't know who it is. It's not Embiid. It's not Embiid. Okay. They, I don't think they can move Horford if they, if they wanted to because he's thirty three and he got a four year contract. That ranges up to one hundred million dollars, so I don't think he's getting moved. Richardson could be moved, but meh. You gave Tobias Harris a horrible contract, and I like Tobias Harris a lot, but thirty eight million a year is too much. I Dang, think yo, they paying that boy. I think that's what he got, actually. Jesus. We'll fact check that and we'll leave it in the comment yeah. or the I know it was over notes, thirty. Maybe. I know it was over thirty million a year. Like the year but like at the beginning of last year he got offered four years eighty million by the Clippers. He said no, but I was like, That's a respectable offer for Tobias Harris. Mm. Right? And I like him. He's really good, but that's respectable. Mm-hmm. He ain't worth over thirty million, in my opinion. There's very few players, in my opinion, who, who are worth over thirty million. Like Jeez. athletes, in, like let me be clear: athletes in general should make their money. Yeah, if they, if like, they can get it, go for it. But like, like given Jesus. given the existence of the salary cap in the NBA, we gotta divide this up a little bit. There's levels to this. Yeah, he's not up all the way up. There. Joel Embiid gets the money. Joel yeah. gets the money. Ben, for his potential, gets the money. Nobody else on the 76ers gets that kind of money. Now, Horford, not Tobias Harris, not Josh Richardson. He doesn't make that kind of money, anywhere near that kind of money. I think $14 million is mm. his cap hit. And I was like, yeah, Josh Harris, that's good. But no. Nah. So I don't think he's movable. Like, maybe if Oklahoma City would love to give you Chris Paul's contract. So, yeah. that That's about it. You know, maybe if you could, like, throw in something else in there to. Problem is, I can't see Chris Paul ever playing with Joel Embiid. God no, this <laughs> like I'm sorry, I just don't I don't see it. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, maybe you know you can Golden State for D'Angelo Russell. Maybe that's a bit of a better fit. You know, run Ben at a different position. Yeah, give yeah. Russell. The ball. I, I think that's what it is. Is that they need to run Ben Simmons at a different position? Well, yeah, and that, I've I've pondered on that idea. I've actually asked somebody who would probably know better than me about it. He said, "No, no, he's a point guard, but he just needs to be a little more aggressive with it." And I was like, "Okay, that's fair," but I was like, "I don't know, man. I don't know." No, it's like, like I don't know if there's a if there is a. I mean, this is kind of a weird statement, but like, I don't. I the the, the comparisons I've seen to. Uh, for or for or of Ben Simmons has been to Magic Johnson, right? I don't know if the league right now 
is well suited to a Magic Johnson type player? I don't know. I just I I just generally don't know the answer to that question. Mm. But if he he kind of needs to find a way, and the the small forward position, yeah, seems like the better fit for Ben Simmons. Well, yeah, because like another guy he gets he often gets compared to is LeBron. Yeah, and throughout practically his entire career, with the exception of this year, he's played small forward. So I was like, okay, so why don't we try him at small forward? If he if he compares to LeBron, yeah, and like and, and like play style and you know is you know uh, like like in his abilities, why don't we just try him at small forward? Yeah, like LeBron when he first came in, he couldn't shoot threes. So there you go. I don't know. Maybe we try something with that. Like just something because you know, like the way that the Philadelphia is currently constructed, they're gonna get thrashed by like a like a better coach team like Boston, even though they don't have as much talent. Mm-hmm. Like if they were to match up right now, I'd be like, yeah, yeah Boston like five. Mm. Even though even though Philadelphia has the better players, yeah. So I was like, that these are where I get my concerns with. So here's what I am proposing: trade Ben Simmons to Washington for Bradley Beal. You can't do it this year, of course, because he makes eight million this year, and Bradley's going to make twenty five. But at the end of this year is when Ben's new contract kicks in. He will make, on average, I believe, $27 million, which matches up almost exactly with Bradley, Bradley Beal's contract. Give or take $2 million. Something, something like that. <laughs> These guys are rich. <laughs> okay? I understand your point. Um, Josh Richardson can play point guard. He, is, he, did, he used to do that in Miami. If well, not, then let's just do that now. I don't, like, you know, like, I don't get it. Well, hmm? Continue. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. But is I don't know. I guess Ben kind of just doesn't want to do that. And, you know, um, the coach is accommodating to that lack of desire. I don't know. I really don't. In general, I don't think uh, their coach, whose name is escaping me right now, Brett Brown. Thank you. I don't know why I say every time, like, it's escaping me, it magically comes back to me. <laughs> Whatever. Just keep doing it. It's working. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Brett Brown, um, there were a lot of calls for him to get fired this past offseason. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get fired, right? Even though he got, like, Philly should have beat Toronto. Like, there was a whole buzzer beater, Kawhi, and that was great. That was fantastic. Toronto went on to win the championship and all. But, like, for everything that, you know, guys like Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet did in the finals, it was a far cry from that in that series against Philadelphia. Philly should have won. Yeah. Before it hit game seven. So yeah, there should have been, like there were calls for his for because Ben Simmons was largely ineffective and like he didn't coach him into being more productive. It was Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid or nothing basically. Yeah. So he didn't get fired. Brought him back for another year. So you're kind of just concerned. Come playoff time, it's going to be the same thing because Toronto doesn't seem like they've missed that much of a beat. Milwaukee still, in many ways, largely still Milwaukee. So it's like. What's the difference? Yeah. And, you know, Brad Stevens will still coach circles around you. So, like, what's the difference? Yeah. Like, every year, like, that, even the one year, like, when Kyrie and Hayward were injured and you met in the playoffs, they beat you in five. You were more talented than them then. You're more talented than them now. But the same coaches. So, I was like, what's going to change? Yeah. So, I figured, like, you got to go with something that's a little more conventional, that's a little easier to coach. So, and Washington – Outsider Bradley Beal is meh. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, get you a Ben Simmons who's going to be starting a brand new, fresh contract. He has a really high ceiling. He, he has a ceiling to be to be LeBron James, so really high. Yeah. <laughs> and Bradley Beal's no slouch. As a matter of fact, he's the second leading scorer in the NBA. Yeah. If I remember correctly. So it's it would suck to be Ben Simmons in that case because then he would be on the freaking – Wizards. Yes, but they would be rebuilding, so they would like be building a team around him instead of having him kind of compensate for Joel Embiid. Yeah. Right? It would be his team. Yeah. So it would suck for a couple of years, but it'd be his team. Yeah. Right? And there are guys currently on teams like, you know, like Alonzo Ball or whoever who are on teams where, like, they can't do their thing because they have to accommodate, like, they have to compliment another guy. Yeah. Like, Lonzo's going to be complimenting Zion and Brandon Ingram and Drew Holiday. He doesn't get this opportunity because that he doesn't get to, like, flesh out. Yeah. Right? Ben's going to have all the time in the world in Washington to, to, to learn how to shoot threes, to, you know, get better at the pick and roll and do all the things that he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe, maybe this is, like, so I would see that as a fair trade. Right? Ben... For Bradley Beal, straight up. Start of the next offseason. Now, this this is a little weird. This would be kind of weird, and I don't expect this to happen. Maybe you could attach Al Horford's contract in exchange for John Walls. There's a bit of a risk with that because John Walls coming off an Achilles tear on top of, I think, a torn patella tendon, I think. I don't know. Some devastating knee injury. Yeah. So he might not be anywhere near the player he was before, right? And the player he was before was playing relatively well, but not not his best basketball, right? So you may like maybe you don't want to just get rid of a contract for a guy who's going to be productive, for a guy who might be, but has like is more talented, yeah. But just because you know he's he's the prototypical point guard, is John Wall. So you know, yeah, you just don't know what that. But Ben for Bradley, I would do that. Washington gets a guy that can they can properly build their team around, and Philly gets a guy that fits better. Yeah, with the team. Yeah, that's my suggestion. They can't do this until July, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> well, for they, this I, season. The reality is, I don't think that we should even like it. That would be the smart move in an ideal world. Mm-hmm. I can't see it happening. Yeah, me either. But I, I, I could, I could hope. I could hope. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, like you know, yeah. f- like for for the injuries that he has stacked up, Joel Embiid does not have a very long time as like a superstar player in this league. Yeah, to the opinion of of a lot of people. So, you want to capitalize on that as soon as you can. Him and Bradley Beal, I think, are the same age actually. So, mm. you kind of just build around those two. If you, like people like to talk about, you know, uh. Guys being like the next version of Shaq and Kobe, that would be really close. Yep. So, yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. All right. Philadelphia, I would make I would make that offer. So you don't like Philly right now as uh, constructed? Um, don't talk to Andrew for a little bit. I mean, <laughs> Andrew's our cousin. He's well, yeah, Philly boys. So. You know, he's 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 got his Eagles to worry about. All right. He <laughs> speaking of, there's a lot of. NFL talk that we want to get to. Um, there's still a lot more NBA talk we're going to get to. Um, but we're going to cut this one here because we've been going for an hour and 30. And we've 
try to commit that this season we would keep things to 45 minutes an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the first episode. Like we can, we'll go wrong. We're gonna extend this into parts. Um, we're still gonna play around with uh, different ideas in terms of, of how to sort of distribute um, the show. Are we gonna do like the whole episode in one bite, and then throughout the week we redistribute it again, but in sections so that you guys can listen to whatever parts you guys want to. Yeah, a lot of different ideas that we're floating with. Um, tell us what you guys think. For those of you who do listen to podcasts on the regular, mm-hmm. what sort of formats do you enjoy? Um, you can hit me up. I am at Calvin as always on Twitter. Um, Donald, you are. Oh yeah, uh, we are Sportsville um, on Twitter and. Sportsville one on Instagram. Uh, also, I am DMG on both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. So I mean, look, hit us up, um, and then for oh, the podcast um, itself, go ahead. Right. Of course. Um, with that, if you do plan on hitting us up, for those of you who follow us on those platforms or plan to in the future, uh, you know, hit us with the uh, hit us with your answer to the question: Is wrestling an actual sport? Yeah. <laughs> While we're at it. <laughs> Because uh, we want to know, like, if you know, what you guys are interested in, if you want us to hear, talk more about anything from, like, we're talking like MLS, NHL. Um, obviously, we're going to get to the NFL. Um, we're in Canada. Hell, you guys want us to talk about the CFL? You know, whatever. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I need you not to. Yeah, I knew. I mean, look. Uh, look. Anyway. Listen, whatever it is, um, we can dedicate a segment to it if you guys are interested in that. Um, but let us know. Give us your feedback on what you've heard so far. Um, it's season two of the Sportsville Podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Do all the podcast stuff uh, where possible. Like it. Where possible, share it. Um, where possible, leave a comment or a rating or a review. Five stars only. Otherwise... I can't really do anything about it, but please leave us a five-star review. And uh, we'll definitely hit you up again. Uh, We'll be back at this. All right, y'all have a good one.